All right, Jay, today we're talking about chapter 19. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And I remember hearing this phrase specifically when I came to Albany CrossFit. It's one that I reference regularly in my daily life. Uh, where did you hear this from first? Is this a Sasha thing? That's actually a Buddhist thing. Okay. So I don't know the, the full story, but I believe it was something maybe, you know, Buddha or a Buddhist philosophy kind of imparted way back when. And I'm sure Sasha mentioned it to me as well over the years. But, you know, that's, that's where most people, if they're unsure the, the source, that's where it's come from. All right, very cool. So this is from your uh, your yoga days, probably. Yeah, <laughs> little, yoga days, yeah, just and learning, everything. and yeah, I I don't you know I don't remember where I first heard it. I just remember really liking it. And well, it it, it makes it makes sense how actions in one part of your life can trickle into another part of your life that is completely unrelated. But it's it's how you act and it's, it's how you carry yourself in general through life. Yeah, I guess the you know. It's hard to be someone that's really great at one thing and terrible at all these other things or someone that, you know, puts 100% effort into one thing, but not other things. So I, I, I think about this a lot in my everyday life, just to, Hey, you know, is this the same way I would have acted, you know, towards my workout or towards the book or, you know, just making sure everything that we're doing has the same intentions and, and making sure that we're always working with the same ethic. Exactly. And in this chapter, it's very, very fitting uh, since we're talking about rep shavers. And I like how right in the beginning of the chapter, you talk about how a CrossFit affiliate is essentially like uh, the real world, which I don't even know. Is that still a show anymore? Do they even do the real world? I honestly don't. I, you know what? I think they, if they, wait, before I get too far down this rabbit hole, I don't know is the right answer, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I've I've seen like you know, on Hulu and all those other networks, you can like find shows. So if they don't do the real world, they do the whole Jersey Shore and, you know, Florida type of thing. So it's, it's basically the real world. Yeah, it all started with, with the real world and that insanity. But I've said that to a lot of box owners over the year because it's true. You know, the, the real world was notorious for having kind of the set cast. It would have like the ignorant white guy you know it would have the 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 angry lady the you know the, the i don't want to get to i don't know what words you're allowed <laughs> to use so i don't yeah. want to get too crazy but point is every every season had the same exact cast and whenever a box owner comes up to me they're like you're not gonna believe it my box is so unique i'm like oh let me guess someone's shaving reps let me guess someone's training too much you know let me guess someone always shows up to class five minutes late uh yeah. there's someone that no matter how many times you've taught them the thruster, they don't remember what the thruster is. So yeah, the guy that uses too much chalk, you know, exactly. So every box has the same cast of characters. And unfortunately, not all of those characters are, you know, doing the best things in the box. And that brings us back to the rep shaver. Um, and it, this is always a difficult situation because you always want to give this person the benefit of the doubt in the beginning, you know, someone tells you, Hey, I think someone is lying about their score or putting in the wrong score or cutting their reps short. Uh, why does it matter? Let's dive into why does it matter to the shaver? And then why does it matter to the person or the other members in the gym? 
the the shavies. Um, yeah, the shavies. People well, here's here, here's what I say, and I've said it over and over again, and I talk about it in the book. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter to either parties. It certainly doesn't matter to the other people at the box. And that was always my biggest gripe with everyone. Like, why do you care about this? And and, and to, to further that, you know, to, ask, to answer about the, the person doing the rep shaving, I my sentiment has always been, if someone is shaving reps at CrossFit, they have far worse things going on and, and far deeper emotionally than any of us can handle. Yeah. Now, I know that I know it became a bigger deal at Albany CrossFit when we switched to Wattify and we had that live leaderboard every day where everyone's score was being posted and you can just see the rankings and then you can see blatantly, hey, wait a minute, I thought I beat that guy or I can't believe they got that score. So I, I know before Wattify, it was a thing, but not as big of a deal where people are talking so much and gossiping and, and the drama was, was, was raising. Yeah, I think whenever there's competition, there's going to be cheating, right? Whenever there's this idea, whether it's for money or just for, you know, the, the same principle applies, you know, in the CrossFit world or in any professional sport. When money is on the line, when people's livelihoods are being put on the, on the line, there's going to be cheating. And that often looks like, you know, drugs, performance-enhancing drugs. At the box, while some people may be doing that, it looks more like, hey, I'm going to do five less reps or I'm going to lie about my time and put it in Wattify. So, again, I, I don't think Wattify helped. I think it did exacerbate it. But I think regardless of if there's any way to keep track, be it Wattify or a whiteboard or a Facebook group, someone's going to be cheating. Yeah, and I, I think the word that you used was appropriate, lying. You know, I, I feel like coming from a, a, the standpoint of, a, of another member or someone else in class, if you're doing all of the work and, and you're putting in all the complete effort for the workout, and then you see someone else lying about their performance and that performance is ranked above you, I can see how that would, you know, grind your gears a little bit and, and you'd want to say something like, hey, I don't, uh, it doesn't seem right. Even though it should ultimately not matter because you're all getting fitter and you're all doing the workout, and obviously that person has a reason we don't know for doing it, but you can you can still it's they're still lying. So I wonder if there's if they're not posting it, if it's as big of a deal versus posting. It's kind of like uh, what's that old expression? If you have a tree falls and no one's yeah. there, you know, did yeah. it, did it make a noise? Um, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, like you've said, people care about what other people are putting on the board or what they're just talking about because they're working hard too. And it's it's tough when you're busting your butt and you're, you know, dying for points. You know, Nicole Carroll once said, you know, people will die for points. And it's true. That's what the beauty of CrossFit is. It's It became this way to make fitness into a competition and not just, hey, let's show up at the gym and work out. But because of that, inevitably, you know, people will take advantage. And it's easy for me. I know I've said it over and over, and I still say it. It's my very first reaction when someone talks to me about cheating. is like, who cares? But I understand why people care. It just, it's not something that bothers me. I feel like uh, someone could make 
speaking of the real world and shows, someone could make a spinoff of Mindhunters show. Have you heard of the show where they, they go through and they profile serial killers and see how they all tick? You could go back and interview old CrossFit cheaters and try to get into the mentality and the whys and the profile. I could see, like, I could see the law and order introduction in a CrossFit <laughs> gym around the world. You know? Exactly. So, so many people keep score, but every so often one cheats. <laughs> so this who, is the story. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who who are the usual culprits? Is it is it the guy who was a former athlete in high school or college? You know, like like is it typically guys? You know, I I honestly have not witnessed. I don't think any instances of um, female athletes doing this. It's oh, I know there was a female at Albany CrossFit. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I even know about it. You know, I but all the guys I, I know about. I'll remind you off air. But okay, um, there, there was definitely but, some but of the, the usual culprits. You know, it, it's funny because I don't think there's a specific type of person that cheats. But I would say if I had to say who most often, I think it is typically men, and. They're typically, like you've said, the former athletes, they're on the rise, they're doing better, but they just want to make that one last jump from being, hey, now I'm an RX athlete to I'm one of the best of the box. And rather than putting in the work, it's easier to just do less reps. And get all the accolades that come along with it. Yeah, and I don't know what accolades that actually means, right? Well, you get the the shout out in the Facebook group. You get to see, you get to see your name at the top of the pile or near the top of it, you know, on the leaderboard. And then you know, probably to some extent, all the other more competitive peeps are either talking about you, which maybe that makes you feel good, and the people who aren't really that involved with it at least notice you. So when you come to class, you're like this little mini celebrity over time. That's just a guess. Yeah. No, no, I think I think you're right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But it's like, it's so insignificant. And then the other expression that you often hear is, you know, everything comes out in the open. You know, so you're literally only cheating in order to be great in class. Because yeah. the second you have a competition, you know, the online qualifier, qualifier like the open, you know, a team workout at the box, um, a, a day where we're going to judge one another just for the fun of it, maybe it's a short workout and it's an emphasis on pushing one another. You know, as soon as those, those occur, all your cheating is for nothing. Well, I, for, for maybe some, there are craftier cheaters who that, that's when the convenient, you know, football injury flares up or uh, they don't come in for the group open session. And I think that's a, that's something that like box owners should be aware of, you know, like if, if you have those notorious people in your community, and then they, they, they show up at off hours with, with the buddy and they all of a sudden post up a score. I wouldn't validate those scores. I'd be like, no, it's with the group or it's none, you know, because we have witnessed people in the past do that back in the day where they would come in and conveniently none of us were there. It was like Sunday evening just before the, biz, the business is going to close and they get that open workout in. And it's a great score, but no one saw it. Yeah, you know, and, and to that I've also, in this chapter, I talk about one person, but, but at Albany CrossFit, in my tenure there, plenty of people were cheating. And another one that was cheating very badly 
you know, the open came around and all of a sudden, like you said, he was hurt. You know, I didn't talk about that person in the book because it didn't have such a happy ending. But, you know, it's, it's true. It's like, oh, you know, now I can't do it. Or, you know, all of a sudden they go away or they decide not to do the open. So, again, it's, it's really hard to get into this person's mind because it's such a deranged mindset to begin with. Yeah. I, I remember there was one particular person who joined the gym and fresh out of on-ramp, he was wanting to be, you know, one of the top competitors. And one day he reported back, I think, to Kevin, like an insane Fran time. And I think we're talking about the same person. Yeah. And, and we, were, we were all like that's, like, that's like a world record Fran. And I think sometimes, you know, at least back in the early days, a lot of people who tried to cheat and pull the wool over our eyes didn't realize that the scores that they were reporting were like elite. Absurd. Yeah, like like that would be it'd be a great score for like Rich Froning, you know, for the what you're saying that you did, and then yeah, it wasn't. We're like, well, let's do it again. Let's let's see it. Yeah, they weren't even elite. They were absurd. And then there were you know, and and let's throw out here for those listening. There was also another member at the gym. This may have been before you were there, um, and he would throw up these crazy times. And then one time, we asked him to do 100 burpees. We filmed it, and he literally did 50. And he was celebrating, you know, look, we didn't handle it well. We were goofing on him. We were, you know, there, the video does exist. I don't think it's on the internet. I think we, we took the high road on that one. <laughs> but there are people that, you know, get quote unquote wad drunk or just miscount. I've been there. Like yesterday, I was doing a workout by myself that had. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of kettlebell swings throughout the workout. And it's like, I know there are times I start to count up, like I'll say on the set of 40, especially, like I'll count to 20 in my head and then start, you know, counting to 10 and then I'll count backwards for the last set of 10. And then I'm like, oh shit, was I counting up? Was I counting down? You know, but if that's a handful of reps and, and I can speak for me personally, whenever that happens, even working out by myself yesterday, no one cares. No one knows. No one will ever find out. I always make sure I, I do more if I feel like I did less. Yeah, it's a, it, it, I'll tell my classes, uh, if, if it was either 25 or 20 or 8, you know, which one is it really? It's 28. Like, you always go with the lower number that you thought it was, just to keep it honest. You know, if, exactly. if the wall isn't hitting the target, do you count it? No. Those I, I count. I don't count. <laughs> I'll make myself do extra wall balls if I don't hit the target. Because um, also, you never know who's watching, too. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I think there's a difference between what we're talking about in blatantly lying about your score, your reps, versus, yeah. you know, I hit the 9-foot target instead of the 10-foot target. But, yeah, and, but you're and right. people who, like, they just, you know, like, you can correct maybe some of it of the, the confusion at, like, the wad brief. Because there's some people who will start, the, you know, because they've been taught this way. They start the burpee with the jump, then they go down, or you know, which is different in CrossFit. Or they'll count down is one, up is two, you know, like like you're counting double or every time you move essentially. Uh, so it's good just to review the movement standard, what the proper range of motion is at the brief in the demos, and also review what constitutes as a rep. Because some people, you know, they get confused. Like you said earlier, you have those members who they're still, still wanting to, to you to demo and, and to explain them what a thruster is, you know. So it's like 
counting is part of that, making sure everyone's on the same page. Funny you mention that. I always think it's strange when someone starts their burpee by jumping. Yeah, it freaks I me see out. It, I see it <laughs> every weekend. Someone does it at the level one because there's, you know, oftentimes burpees in the workout. And I'm always like, that's weird. And then you end with a jump. So they're basically doing an extra jump in there. Yeah, or did they end early by rep? Well, no, because you have to at least stand up. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe they, you're right. Like, does that let, I get it what you're saying. Like, it's just the way they count. And that's why, hey, the best way to count is just one, two, three. But we often, like we said, play tricks in our own head. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm still doing 40 reps. But for some reason, it feels a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive back into the, the more sinister type of, of cheating, the rep shaving, or the, uh, the cutting of the, the rowing distance short and whatnot, which that's always a telltale sign when you, why did you put your monitor down after you finished the workout? Like, like, I, like you never, no one does that. That's not a normal thing to all of a sudden finish that station put the monitor down and then go to the wall balls or whatever the next thing is, or why'd you clear your monitor? And that's, that, yeah, I've that seen case, that. You know, like you don't know that there's a memory and you don't know, I know how to look it up. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. But it, when people try to cheat on the rower or the assault bike, it's always entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's very blatant. You can just tell right away that something, something's up because no one does that. You know, and no one's thinking, oh, it's time to put my monitor down or to clear this thing before I go to the next station. And at the end of the day, all cheating is pretty blatant. Like it's, it's almost always obvious. It's very rare that someone cheats at CrossFit and gets away with it. You yeah. know, depending on what your definition of getting away with it. Is it no one calls you out? Is it, you know, at some point you get caught by your peers? Is it? Hey, you have to not do the open because you're worried about it. But if you're cheating at CrossFit at some point, everyone knows. Yeah. And I think it, it comes down to a little bit, you know, the, the culture in, in your gym. I know back when this particular individual that you talk about in the chapter, when he had and his issues. To be clear, we've changed the name to yep. protect the innocent. We both know who we're talking about here, but yeah, go on. Yep. There there were members with this name at, at the gym at the time, but it's not them. This is an imaginary person. Correct. Representing an imaginary name, a uh, fake name, imagine, uh, representing a real person. But I know like um, in our barbell club, no one's, no one's blatantly cheating in the barbell club. But if we're doing like pauses, let's say we'll do like a snatch deadlift with the pause hold just off the floor. We'll do those for like 10 seconds. And it's hell for everybody involved. But if you put it down early, everyone can hear. Or if you're in the front of the room and you put it down, people in the back of the room will see, and then you'll get called out like right away in a, in, in a, a playful way. So everyone's on everyone's ass in class to do the full reps, to do the full motion and, or to do the whole time. And then, and I, I typically side with the, um, with, with the accusers and when I, I assume you put it down early uh, and then I'll make you do it again. So it's like, that's the kind of culture we have in that class. But I feel like it's somehow different for CrossFit. You know, like, like we have 15 people in the barbell club class and everyone can bust on everyone because 
it's, it's always the same people in that class, which it, it is always the same people in the CrossFit classes. But for some reason, why does CrossFit feel different in like calling each other out on your fitness? Like well, that? I think it's a little harder to cheat in a barbell class. Obviously, if you're doing things like pausing or, you know, who can keep the bar moving the longest, you have that. But it's hard to lie about weight, right? Yeah. Someone can just look at their barbell and say, no, that's wrong. With CrossFit, I feel like it, every class feels more like a competition. You know, the barbell club, I think, you're, you feel more like a team. You want to, and, and that's how CrossFit should be. But I just think when you see lifting, because the idea of cheating is a lot harder, it's, it's kind of like overlooked. Where in CrossFit, it's potential. And I'm working so hard that I'm frustrated that I know I beat you or I know I did more reps than you but you're going to claim, you know, that spot on the whiteboard. Yeah, that, that makes some sense. Because like, typically it's mainly with pausing things, you know, a pause squat or something like that. But in the, in the CrossFit class, it just it seems so much more personal. Probably because, again, because of that leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. again, whenever we can quantify and measure this, people are going to try to cheat. Yeah, and, and I also think, too, like in those conditioning workouts, you know, you're in that fight or flight mode. You're breathing heavy, you know, if, if from the back of the room, if you were like, James, there's no way you did all those pull-ups, like imagine the way you'd be coming at that as well, you know, versus like in the barbell club, it's like, no, nah, man, you didn't do all five seconds in the hold or whatnot. And then they, then they, they run and get me. And so it's like, they're, they're going to, to quote tattle on each other, but it's like in a fun, a fun, playful way. But it's like in the wad, like I can see how that could get heated really quickly too. Yeah, that's a good point. There's definitely more emotion involved, you know? different hormones kicking because you're doing a Metcon versus a lift every couple of minutes. And I think that that can certainly lead to the, the anger and frustration. You're, you know, you're, you're in the heat of a battle versus lifting doesn't feel quite as much like a, like a war with somebody else. Yeah. And it, it'd be nice if you could have that kind of an environment where it's, it's all just to make each other better. And, and like you said earlier, we are a team. Versus it seems like in CrossFit, the first place it goes is to the hallway, to everyone else other than the person who you think committed the crime behind their back. And these are also typically, like, if I remember back to this individual, they're all friends. Like they're Very like a, friendly. Yeah, very friendly. And it's like, I would never talk behind any of my close friends back like that, you know, even, even like acquaintances, you know, you would just you would just say it to them. You would talk to them and call them out. So that's always has been a, a weird observation for myself. It's like, I thought you guys are friends, but you're not willing to have that hard conversation with your friend or at least ask them about it. But you are willing to talk shit about them in the back, <laughs> behind their back. So you're probably really not friends. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough conversation to bring up. I've done it multiple times, so I know. But it's not something we're prepared for, you know. High school and college doesn't prepare you to talk with rep shavers, you know, or cheating. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily prepare you to talk well with anyone. You know, we've talked about how the importance of communication. You're right. In this scenario, if just one of his buddies would have been like, "Hey, dude, I'm pretty sure you did less than 30 reps," you know, and especially like they're they're filming him, like, "Hey, yeah, I have it. I have yeah, it right here," it. and you know. Rather than making a scene, rather than involving others, pull them aside, 
like, you know, that's basically what I had to do. When you talk about the stresses of being a box owner, those are some of the things that people don't realize. Like, I'm the one that's dealing with the drama. I'm the one that people are constantly coming up to, you know, when something's wrong. Those, those things wear on you after a while. And, and having to approach someone about cheating is not easy. No, no. And it's, it's like in many of those instances, some of those friends were probably in the hallway watching class anyways. So it could have been like, hey, man, you know, um, I think you only did 14 of your 15 thrusters in that last round. And he's like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah counted you know like like just uh just a little a little something you know but it, it does in the end fall to the box owner and fall to the coach and it, it becomes unfortunate and i've told this to people before i'm like i know what you're doing and me having to be here to count your reps to make sure you do it the right way is taking away from other people in the room so now it's that's why it's, it's becoming that's why i care like now it's becoming a problem like you're making other people unhappy but now to make those people happy and to validate their claims that you are cheating, I can't be in the back telling Susie to keep her chest up and push her knees out because I'm doing what you should be doing right now and counting all of your reps. Yeah. It, I mean, ultimately it's a colossal waste of time. Yeah. Everybody's time. Yeah. And it impacts the gym, you know, and that's really the only reason I even spoke about it is because I was letting it ride for so long with that idea of who cares? Why does it bother you? But it was like the, the friend group of this person was expanding. So it was going, you know, his close friends, then other people, then just every, I mean, it got to the point where everyone was talking about it. I was hearing about it and it was completely draining to me. Yeah. And it, it's a, it starts to involve people who normally wouldn't care at all about such a thing just because of all the talking. Yeah, like the people, some people are complaining. It's like, you know, you're skilled and you're like, not that it matters if you're skilled or X, but it's like, this is not impacting you at all. Yeah. Like, and, and now we don't know exactly the inner workings on like why someone would do this exactly. And I'm sure it's different from case to case, but this individual in question, you know, they come into the gym and they're already part of, you know, kind of the cool crowd, so to say. And the cool crowd involves a lot of good athletes. And they themselves have an athletic background. And I remember when this particular person joined the gym, you know, the, there's always a certain person who they have to tell you all of their accolades uh, from, from a sporting and fitness standpoint, like, like right away, right? So you know that they're a good athlete instead of them just showing you. So they're in that type of environment, and we were a very competitive-driven gym. You know, we were following comp train. You know, there was the varsity at noon, which we've talked about in the, in the past. Uh, do you think that a pressure to perform maybe drove this person a little bit to do this, where people people are watching me, people are expecting this? You know, I, I don't want to let people down, so to say. I've already talked myself up to a big degree, and now I have to put up or shut up like, like do you think there's any kind of a pressure to perform in this situation i think that it may have been but it was all you know self-motivated and you know internal because no one cared you know no one would be talking about you positive or negative if you just put up a time that was your real time I, you know i i can't count i can't even think of the number of times someone threw down such a great score that i was impressed 
You know, yeah. like there were great scores and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's a good score. Great friend time. But it was in, you know, thought about it. And then as soon as the next person finished, like I didn't go home thinking about someone else's friend time, if that makes sense. So you if this call person, your mom. It's like, you're yeah, never going to believe this. You'll never believe it. For, you know, Brian got a two minute friend. So it, 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 it's fleeting, you know, it'll, it'll last for a second. And then when, the last person finishes in 12 minutes with banded pull-ups. I'm just as excited for them. And I remember Coach Glassman said that way back in like 2008 or 9, he was on a tour doing this CrossFit 101 where he would just go to boxes and talk. And he said, I wouldn't cross the street to, to watch a two-minute Fran, but I'd cross the street to help someone develop their air squat. And that's, that was always the mentality I had. Like, hey, I want you to be able to express this fitness. And I want you to be able to – feel good about yourself, but it's not impressive. I don't even enjoy really watching the games. Like fitness, I love the idea of helping others with their fitness, but watching elite fitness doesn't do anything for me. I, I, I would agree. After being to regionals many times and watching the live streams, it's way more exciting to watch someone get their first pull-up or maybe even just do something that they previously thought that they couldn't do for the first time than to watch that. Yeah, like a rope climb, like yeah. super exciting. And, and seeing the, the person's reaction, especially a woman who's never rope climbed in her entire life or, you know, getting her chin over the bar for the first time. You know, hey, the game's athletes, crazy impressive. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I'm probably a little bit jaded. You know, we were behind the scenes for regionals for years. You know, I've judged the games. Like, I judged the final heat of the women, you know, Tia versus Kara. Web, you know, a couple of years ago, like I've been there and it's, it's, it's impressive. It doesn't matter to me. Well, now, since we're on, on the topic and you were the regional, uh, the director of the Northeast regional for quite some time, and you've run many competitions at the gym and elsewhere. Uh, did you, were there any high level instances of cheating that you witnessed like it's kind of hard because you have a judge but i'm sure there's other things that you could maybe do not counting performance enhancing uh, do you could you have any recollection of and you have to say you don't have to say names of course of uh, of people attempting to skew the system or cheat on a competitive level you know i can't think of any on the competition floor other than maybe range of motion which i wouldn't necessarily consider cheating you know, I'd say if you're in a competition, you should, you need to ride that line. You need to find, hey, I, if I can get away with this in the judge's eyes, I will type of thing. Um, the only, there is one instance from the Northeast way back when where it was assumed someone's open scores were crazy off. And I can think of two people, actually, one male, one female. And oftentimes, you know, they would get a lot of hate online and then they'd show up to regionals and either get hurt right away or do terribly and, you know, blame it on their, you know, just the, the events or they had a bad weekend. But I think it was more so that they were cheating on their open scores. Which is a, a fairly common uh, news clipping every open se season on people shaving reps or not doing all the reps or things like that. The, going back to the range of motion thing, I think that's what makes it hard at times and I'm glad that CrossFit is kind of separating themselves from the sport aspect and focusing more on health these days. That's been the last, the big mission over the last year. 
on, you see these competitive athletes and they have to ride that line. You know, maybe the judge will say no rep, maybe they will, but you're trying to go fast. You're trying to win and you're playing this game. But I think the overall community is so involved in the sport and they see that. And then you see competitive practices transferring into everyone's everyday workout. And then now they're not squatting as low or they're doing like um, the, it's kind of like that twerking air squat, like, like that, like it was like really popular of competitors back in the day where it's like, you don't stand up all the way you just, and you just kind of stiff leg, stiff leg deadlift, you know, your ass and stand up a little bit, but you just, or a, a better example would be handstand pushups you know, like taking your hands out as wide as you possibly can. And that got so bad that CrossFit started making us put the little box, you know, and all these different standards. But it's, uh, I, I feel that maybe the popularity of competitive CrossFit, not on the rep shaving, but, or maybe uh, kind of plays into this a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think CrossFit does a pretty good job of trying to be ahead of the curve. You know, if somebody tries to get away with a, you know, range of motion such as the handstand, which has gone through many iterations now at the games level from, you know, a box to the measurements like we do this year, you know, at the games or at the open. Um, and then other things, you know, it, it's tough because like I said, it's, if, if you're in the middle of a competition, the ref doesn't see it. You know, there's an expression, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And I think there's a difference with like, hey, I'm trying to get away with this in front of the ref and I'm purposely doing less reps, right? So there are two different mindsets. You know, there's that competition mindset versus I'm just trying to cheat. But I, I, and I also agree with you in the sense that if you're always treating your, your workouts like training and like you're, you're in the competition mindset, that's probably not ideal. It would be like a, a fighter sparring every single day. You know, a, a fighter getting ready for a, a UFC fight spars once maybe twice a week at very specific times to get them prepared for the fight you know so they probably spar the same exact time of day that their fight's going to be um you know they go through a similar weight cut they get their body prepared so if you're going into your gym and hitting every day with maximum intensity that's not great for your body and it's probably not the best thing you could do to perform well when when the time is right definitely there's there's a reason it's called training and then there's a reason it's called competition. You know, and that goes back to what we spoke about recently where, you know, if you're more isn't better, you know, maybe it's slow down, move better. And then when the time comes and you do have, you know, say it's a squat clean and, you know, at the gym, you're burying it. And then at the games, you barely break parallel. Now you've saved up all that energy, but at least, you know, where you can go from practice, where if you're always trying to ride that line, you know, at the box, you don't have much room for error, much room to move around it. Yeah. And I, and I would say the responsibility to differentiate the two um, comes down to the coaches, you know, like, like, Hey, we're, 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 of course you want, you're going to try to motivate yourself to beat, you know, Donna who's in front of you and finish your set of 10 thrusters before she does. But this is also, you're not going to win anything after this. You know, um, you still need the full range of motion. You still need to do the workout the right way. And there is a right and a wrong way to do most of these workouts. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about it where I tried to be Donna. Had I known I cut the range of motion off 
you know, getting deep enough or not locking out overhead on that thruster, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I wanted to beat Donna, you know, little old Donna, whether she had PVC or not, by knowing we're both moving our body through that same range of motion. It, and you did beat her, right? I did beat her. And did I you believe remember that I, after? Of course I did, yeah. <laughs> I yelled at her from across the room. Because I do think right before I picked it up, she was picking it up and I said something like, let's go or something. And, you know, and then I was screaming after, but, you know, Donna's great. She loved it. And, and, and you know, for anyone that doesn't understand that idea of why I cared, Donna also appreciated it after, you know, where she's like, wow, I just competed with a 30, you know, maybe I was 30 something at the time, you know, with Jason, the owner of the box in his thirties who did 150, like, even, even in a losing situation, like she, she got that feeling of like, I just competed. It was, it was a, it was healthy competition. Yeah. And how many, you know, 80 year old women can claim that? Like, oh, I just, I just competed today, you know, yeah. on a, any given Tuesday. She's not 80 so, by the way. Yeah. I, I was just about to say, we shouldn't mention Donna's age on down here. You, I think uh, she's going to find you. Um, I know it's a sore subject. <laughs> no, we are not allowed to bring to bring up. She's uh, she's young. Uh, now, um, what is let's if we go back to to this person in the chapter, Bill and others. Uh, so you have this conversation with Bill. You bring it up. You had a video. Uh, he had done Isabel in two twelve, which is a, a pretty speedy time. Uh, but you noticed in the video that he'd only done eighteen reps. Uh, so you brought this to his, his attention. Hey, people are talking about you. Here's the video evidence, the whole thing. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a, that show Cheaters, where all, all this evidence mounting. Yeah, things. come out um, from behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, was this, and you know, he, he broke down, he's, cry, he's crying in the office, the whole thing. Was that one of the hardest conversations you had to have with someone who was cheating? Or were there other, maybe worse ones? That was, I mean, honestly, in reflection, it was probably the only real legit sit down I had with someone cheating because that was the other thing about cheaters. They kind of worked their way out of the gym. You know, they, they didn't last, you know, so, and and also if, if they were lasting, they weren't an integral part, they, you know, they weren't really you know, part of the, I don't want to say cool kids, but like, you know, they were on the outskirts and it didn't impact as many people, not as many people cared. So this was, yes, this was probably the only big one that I had and, and a very challenging one. Cause I, you know, at the end of the day, I like the guy and I still do, I still talk to him. Um, but I knew something had to, I didn't, I wasn't talking to him because I truly cared about the fact that he was cheating. I was talking to him because I was getting so bombarded with people that I was sick of dealing with it. So you just wanted to to nip it in the bud and be done. Yeah. Well, what is something that the box owner or the coach listening to this can do right now uh, as far as uh, an assignment? You know, like like you might not have anyone who is um, who's actively cheating or shaving reps. Uh, What, what's an assignment that this, that they can do? You know, the only thing I can think of, would be just establishing those expectations at the wad brief where, okay, these are push-ups. So here, here's an example. We, we have a member at the gym who his push-ups are very suspect sometimes. 
Like they're the most blatant, you know, half rep pushups. So what I'll do is I'll myself or have an assistant demo full range of motion pushups. And then I'll have them demo the pushups exactly the way this guy does them. And I'll, and I'll ask the group, does the, do these count? And everyone will agree, no, those don't count. And then I'll, we'll show again what does count. So I don't know if maybe that's some sort of an assignment or something that can be done at, at the box level, you know, just showing what counts, what doesn't count, the proper way to count reps, um, things like that. I think from a box owner perspective and a coaching perspective, one of my very favorite Coach Glassman quotes is, and I know I say that before almost every quote that I give about him. He's got a lot but, of good ones. But one of them is, don't let your eyes get used to shitty movement. And I think that's something a lot of box owners do after a while. It's like, oh, that's Susie. You know, she doesn't get low enough. You know, that's Bill. That's how he does push-ups. So, like you said, brief it at the whiteboard. I wouldn't be passive aggressive about it. Not that you are, but you know, just here's what we're looking for. Here are some faults. Here's what we don't want to see. You know, and then if you are having a team, meaning you're judging one another for fun or whatever the case is, hold them to that. Hey, don't forget, he's got to you know lock out all the way, or he can't let his butt drop. But don't let your eyes get used to shitty movement. That's it's really hard at the box level. There's there's athletes where you're like they don't listen or, you know, that's just what they do. That's unacceptable. You know, follow up with them, make them move well too. So, so a doing that. And then I would say a real challenge for everybody in this, you know, whether you're a box owner coach or you're stumbled upon this audiobook somehow, you know, your friends like, Hey, you want to be bored for 40 hours? I got something for you. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like 40 hours. <laughs> have a tough conversation with someone. And I know we've, we've, We've talked about this before, but I've really found myself since you and I have been recording these episodes, understanding the importance of communication. And I would say, have that tough conversation that you don't want to have about something that's bothering you or something that you want to see change. And that can be at home, that can be at the office, but learn how to approach it well. You know, go back and listen to the whole message model chapter, reread it, but, but have that conversation and realize if you don't, you're, you're doing a disservice to both of you. Definitely. I like that. Have another tough conversation, ideally with someone new, like don't yeah, keep don't having keep, the same conversation, tough right, conversation with someone. Eventually your wife's going to be like, stop listening to that damn book. <laughs> yeah. right? You keep telling me everything I do wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but do that. And then I would say, you know, as, as a box owner, as a coach, just, just hold the standard. That's, that's the toughest. It's, it's tough because 99% of the people at your box aren't cheating. You know, when they're not getting low enough, they feel like they are, you know, so hold them to it, you know, put a ball under them, film them and show them after, um, you know, have somebody watch, you know, and, and, and give them, but, you know, bring praise also. Don't only tell them what they're doing wrong, but you got to hold that standard at your box. It's, it's, be, it's be relentless. Be relentless, James. Exactly. Be relentless. And, you know, some, some ideas, because chances are if you're a box owner and you're listening to this, there's cheaters. You completely understand this. This whole entire chapter is resonating with you. Do some things, you know, have team workouts. Ha do, do workouts maybe every 10 days, maybe once every two weeks where it's, it's a short workout and 
and they're judging one another. And don't position it as you're judging, position it as, hey, you're going to cheer one another on because you're going to go faster. Um, you know, make sure in the open you're, you're doing it right. You, you hold everybody to that standard. And I think most importantly, something you said earlier is you got to hold the standard yourself. If you're like James and I, you know, barely pushing that five foot five mark and you're always in the nine foot target, your members see it. If you're the coach that doesn't lock out overhead, your members see it. If you're the coach that, you know, takes their hands super wide for handstand pushup, your members see it. Make sure you're leading by example. That, that is ex exactly true. I agree with all that. And also to um, that push-up example that I used, uh, that was uh, strategy number seven of many, many tried to get this person to, uh, to see the light, so to say. And, but it worked. It worked. Yeah, and that's great. But I would say, you know, in retrospect, could you have just had a quick conversation? Hey, every time we do push-ups, here's what you do. But then just why? Well, here's why. Because, you know, when you let your butt sag, you're not actually moving your entire body weight or you potentially can hurt your lower back or you're not strengthening your, you know, whatever it is, talk to them about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was talked. Video, conversations, the whole thing <laughs> and whatnot. So that was just me coming up with another idea of how I could get everyone on the same page. You know, and then but last I, thing I would say on that topic is as a box owner coach, don't lose your mind over it. Like if this person's unwilling to change and unwilling to listen, they're not necessarily a bad person, you know, just move on. You know, you, it, at the end of the day, you still want it to be the best hour of their day. Yeah. I, I remember, um, uh, Jennifer Hunter at my, um, my level two, she said at some point you just can't help everybody. So you have to focus on the ones that you can. Yeah. I mean, coach Jen, she's great. I mean, and, and she's got a strong personality and I have no doubt that she, you know, make sure everybody's doing their best to hold the standard, but she's absolutely right. Or an old school media guy in the CrossFit world, Tony Budding once said, you can only care a little more than your athletes care because if you care too much, it's only going to stress both of you out. Right. Yeah. So you have to care just that little bit more that you're willing to push them, but not so much that it's keeping you up at night and stressing you out. Don't take it home with you. It doesn't matter. It's all, it's just fitness. Leave work at work. I, um, I remember during the, during the open, when you were still, when, when you were still at the gym, uh, you probably remember this where I was, I was judging one of the top athletes for the regional team and they got a little bent out of shape uh, because I was maybe judging them too hard quote, you know, like, like giving no reps on chest to bar pull-ups when they weren't doing chest to bar pull-ups or, or making contact with the pull-up bar. And their rationale was that, you know, well, we should want to feel the best team. And I was like, yeah, I agree. That's why I'm no repping you right, right now. Like I, we want to feel the best team and we also want to do it honestly. And this person was like, well, you should just be counting all my reps and not saying anything because I'm a good athlete. Um, do you remember that? I do remember that. And I, remember I, that I, I, I judged this person, I think for every workout, except for the last one when they had enough of me. <laughs> but, yeah. You um, were one of the people that were avoided as judges. And, and again, going you know, to that point, it's like, if you're seeking out the right judge in the open, you're just trying to cheat. Yeah. Like, and I get it. Some judges are harsher than others. 
we should all be holding the standard. It shouldn't be James is such a harsh judge and Jay's super lenient because the standard is the same. Did your chest hit the bar or not? That's not, there's no gray there. That's the point of it. Yeah. It was very black and white. It's like, yes or yes or no. And I, and I remember it's like, he tried to pressure not upholding the standard by making a big deal about it, like within the wad room in front of everybody. Like this was like a rant. So we're in front of all of like the best athletes and you're there, Kevin's there, Murph is there, Caleb was probably there, making a big deal about it. And I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna keep no repping you. Like now I might take one away just for character <laughs> on the next <laughs> well, workout. That's one thing I like about you is yeah, when you believe in something, there's no shaking you. I mean, in a good way. Um and 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 the integrity is there. And yeah, like you said. What do you, if you want me to give you reps, you're actually not one of our best athletes because our best athletes don't need that. Exactly. But, you're, you're working out right next to one of them. You know, he's and, being judged by Murph and he's doing all the reps. And, you know, even to, for that point, it's like, cool. We are, you, you made it to the regional team for Albany CrossFit where we're going to come in like top 20. No one cares. You know, like it, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, suck less and, and work harder. Yeah, it's always funny. It's like it it doesn't matter, but it does matter to that person. But it does. But it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's like goes back and forth. So Jay, any other closing thoughts on this whole topic of rep shaving and how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, because it, when when it comes down to the example in the book, Bill, he was being perceived as a cheater in the workouts and also as a cheater in other things. People assumed, okay. You know, this is how you do everything. You cheat on your wife. You cheat at work. You cheat at life in general, um, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, do you have any kind of closing thoughts on the whole thing? And any no, message for the cheater themselves right now? You can have one big meeting right now with all of them. All the cheaters in the CrossFit space are gathered in my kitchen with me right now. I just say, hey, a everyone knows you're cheating. You are not fooling anyone. And b it's really making you look bad as a person, you know. I don't know that you're cheating on your wife. I don't know that you cheat on your taxes, but I know you're cheating in CrossFit. And it only leads me to believe if you do that here, you do that elsewhere. So how about we just, you know, skip the shenanigans, you know, we get we get over this, just hit the workout. No one cares. Everyone will be far more impressed with you for doing all 30 reps than 18 reps even if your time is significant even if you're the last person done that is so much more impressive to everyone that you did it right so cut the shit i think that's a perfect place to end it right there cut the shit later jay thanks again for listening to best hour of their day if you haven't already do us a favor head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself. Hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.